This is the Lattice Training Podcast, where we bring you the best in climbing performance and training from the world's elite athletes, thought leaders, and coaches. Today's podcast is about extremes, or should I say an extreme situation, and what we can learn from those at the margins of performance. As a way of headline to this interview with Dom Rowe, a client of Lattice, who just recently climbed his first Fontaine slash B11 in under two years of climbing. And to be precise, we're actually saying one, just over 1.5 years of climbing, so not even at the edge of two years, is this is a really, really unique kind of situation. And whilst I'd always love to say that this is all due to the fantastic work of Lattice, in reality, we're just a part of the equation. And really the hard work and the tactics and the passion and the strategies that go into this really play the biggest role in these kind of stories. So what I want to do in this interview is find out what is it about Dom's insane speed of progression that we can all learn and use in our own journey. Because I always believe that lots of things that you see in others, you can use in your own climbing or life. So sure, we all may not get there quite as quickly, but we can use some of those strategies. So let's get into this interview um, and see what went on. And firstly, welcome, Don. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah, all good. To kind of uh, give an explainer to everyone listening, uh, you're up in Sheffield this weekend And you've come up with Leo Skinner, uh, another athlete that we train. And uh, we're going to pull him into this interview as well um, a little bit. So we both sat, well, all three of us are sat (laughs) in the living room in the front of my house. And you're going to go out climbing today, uh, but you've kind of kicked off the day to talk about climbing and everything like that. Um, And to follow up on everything that we go through today, uh, we're going to get some of Leo's insight on some of these factors as well, because I think this is going to be really yeah. interesting because you've climbed it. Yeah, 100%. Lots. Yeah. Okay, so first thing is, is can you give me just a timeline of what actually happened in that first, I think it was 19 months before you climbed your first Fonte day. I think you had yeah. some certain yeah things that you hit along the way. Tell me about those. So when I first started climbing, um, I climbed 70 in uh, eight months of climbing. And then um, on the year, I climbed my second 70. Um, and then I started ticking off a bunch of 70s again. Then uh, I got up to like, I think it's eight or nine 70s as, as long, with like 10 70 pluses. Um, then went to um, Spain, did another 70. And then at 19 months, then I did my first AD, which is B11. Gym grade, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you when you had that period where you went from um, your first sort of climbing experiences all the way through to B eleven eight A in nineteen months or so, in the just to kind of give people context for your listening, when you had your first couple of months of climbing, for example, like that one yeah. two month mark, did you walk straight to the gym? and climb on 7a in like one month just to check no 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 i didn't oh you didn't okay no i didn't um no the first month was just like well the first week like i didn't i didn't start outdoor bouldering in the first month i i was i didn't start outdoor bouldering three months into into actually climbing i met a mate in climbing who, who got me who got me into outdoor climbing i didn't even like really know of it like i just started going indoors because um, obviously the pandemic ruined a lot of things, but I could go climbing. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't climb seven a in, in the first month. It was a very slow. Um, it's hard to say the grades because like in boulders, they don't really grade stuff. They just have like colours. So like the first week, this, this is boulders in South Wales. Yeah, South right? Wales. Yeah, because lots of people won't. Yeah. they'll go in boulders. Well, <laughs> people grade in bouldering for sure. <laughs> it's confusing. They got the same yeah. name. Boulders, bouldering gym in uh, South Wales, Cardiff. Um, yeah, so they don't really have grades. They just have, like, colours. Um, so I was, like, going from, like, my first day, I was, like, struggling, like, oranges. was, like, some of the easiest ones. And then within, like, the first week or two, I was doing, like, blues, which is, like, medium pack. And then, like, two or three weeks, I started doing, like, greens. 
And then Rock Block Cardiff opened up then, um, which is a, a really good centre. It's like my main centre now. Um, and I advise anyone to go there. It's really good. Um, but when I went there, that's when I truly saw uh, how good I was getting because obviously they have the V grades everywhere. So then I was just like, I think after a month, I was doing like V3s, V4s, V5s. Um, and then it just started going from there and just started rocketing higher and higher. Like, you know, and then I went outdoors and outdoors was transferring well to indoors and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm, I'm just curious here. What did you get when you did your first assessment tests with us at Lattice? <laughs> like, what were your dead hand skills? I, I haven't looked this up in the system. I have no idea. What did you get? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, Johnny told me, he told um, uh, some of the guys are lies. Um, yeah, so my, my hand score was, uh, I had 50 plus uh, 50 kilos. I weigh 55 kilos. So I, I hung on a 20 mil edge, 50 kilos on top of my body weight crikey and what was that after six months <laughs> that was 12 months six 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 when did i do that um was it 12 months it was either no yeah yeah it was 12 months i think it was 12 yeah. months after climbing yeah yeah because it was just after i did my second seventy. yeah 12 months yeah 12 months i did i had plus 50 kilos okay so really strong for, like yeah <laughs> so we know there's something here that's like a yeah. nice genetic advantage yeah. so you best got a good starting base yeah. a very good starting yeah. base on the fingers and what about things like flexibility and pull-ups and, and stuff like that just to, again i think people will find this interesting so my flexibility is really bad um it's a lot better now it could have been better if i paid a little bit more attention to it in my lattice when i was doing my when i was doing my my because obviously like you have your on the thing but like Sometimes you don't put as much time into it. You're just like, don't really want to put three hours into this. Like, you know, like you just get lazy with it because you're trying to do all the other stuff plus work at the same time. But my flexibility is terrible. Like it's a lot better now than what it used to be, but it's, it's still not a hundred percent. And then my pull-up is, I think I did, my pull-up was, was 36 um, kilos okay, um, yeah. for two. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, but it's definitely not my strongest. Uh, it's not my strongest. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's above that uh, sort of gold standard that we like to get a lot of climbers to, yeah. like one hundred and fifty percent of body weight pulled. And also the other kind of, I suppose, background story. And I'm gonna, I'm probably going to keep asking you about this <laughs> in reference to how well you've done with your climbing, um, because I think it is an important element. Yeah, it's is that. I know you came from a high level of boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you represented uh, Wales, Wales yes, in yes, boxing. Yes. And obviously, you would have done this for a number of years. So can you yes. tell me a bit about your boxing background and how that plays into climbing as well? Yeah. So I started uh, boxing when I was eight um, as a something to do because obviously South Wales is a very boring place. Um, so I, I, I wanted, and I was a very, very angry child. Um, so I wanted something to, to like control me, to make me a better person. So I got into boxing, started getting quick, good, real quick. Um, uh, I think I won my, uh, when I started, I, so you're not to uh, fight until you're 10 years of age. So I, I, when I, when I started fighting, I won the best in my first year, a Welsh vest, which is like a real big deal. Um, then I won my second, like I think a year later. Then I won my third, and then I went on to I got selected for the uh, for the Welsh team, um, and then I went to the British Championships. Um, I got, I, I think at this point I was like sixty plus fights in, and like I, I won like 90 percent of them. Um, so I was getting really good, real fast. Um, was got selected for the Wales team, went on, got, went to the British Championships, um, got third um, by, because uh, boxing is just a very corrupt sport when it comes to amateur boxing. Um, but it like, it just taught me lessons, uh, like, especially now with climbing, like, it transfers so well because like my favourite part of boxing is like movement and, and stuff like that. And like, even in climbing now, that's the reason why I love climbing so much because like it transfers so well just because of the, the different types of movements and stuff. Mm. And, and when you say um, 
movement in boxing we're talking here specifically about like footwork skills yes. and how you move your body yeah, dodge, and, your head and yeah, duck yeah. and move with something which and in boxing it's i think a much more or any martial arts a much more complex movement skill in a way because yeah. you're not moving against a fixed object and you're moving around it yeah it's also moving yeah. so does climbing is it almost do you feel like you set your the bar so high because boxing is complicated in terms of that movement so when you come back to climbing it's gone ah oh, this is a little more straightforward so it's been easier to understand i would i would say like for me it's like there's another person who wants to hurt me so I have to move. Like I have to be very cautious that I could get knocked out. I could get hurt. I could get like, although it's amateur boxing, like, like I've been knocked out as 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 a as a little kid. Like it's it's not great. It's not fun. Do I mean it happens? It just because like they're kids it doesn't mean they don't hit hard and, and stuff like that. Like I I have been knocked out. Um. So like, but then with climbing, like if you don't learn how to move well with your body, it's gonna make climbing a lot harder. Like you see some people climbing, like they climb, they grab holds as, as hard as possible and they're just not relaxed. But if you just learn to be like more relaxed and more controlled with your body, like you, you'll, you'll feel so much better on the wall. Like, you know, I think people try and like, just try and strong their way up a wall rather than trying to just like relax and just use fluid movement rather than forced movement. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's nice to actually hear someone who has come into the sport with a really good level of strength and conditioning yeah. and expertise in another sport and great fingers, like really yeah. strong fingers, <laughs> but also grasp that it's a very important aspect, yeah. this movement thing within the sport. And I'm curious to see where your perspective is in terms of if you, what, what are the things that come from high level boxing or uh, so some people it's like another sport yeah. that you feel have been really set you up within climbing like what are the items where you go i am really pleased that i had that because that's definitely got me first further faster in climbing um so obviously with boxing um you have to have coaches without coaches you're nothing like you you're just a person hitting a hitting a bag who doesn't really know what they're doing or you can watch YouTube videos, but you won't be as good as a, as a real coach. Yeah. Um, so um, my best friend who's been climbing a long time, when I was asking him so many questions about climbing, I used him as a coach. Mm -hmm. And everything he told me, I listened. And like, I feel like that's my number one quality is like, especially with like Leo, Leo will tell me to do something and I will listen to him and I will do it. Just because like, I've always had that. I've always had a coach telling me to do something. And with boxing, you have to trust them. If you don't trust them, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get absolutely destroyed or you, it's not going to end up well for you. So like, it's the same climate. If you don't listen to people, you, you, you're not going to apply what they're telling you. And then you're going to end up falling off. You're going to end up hurting yourself. Do you mean just because we have bouldering pads doesn't mean there isn't a possibility to hurt ourselves. And and not just that, I hard work. Like, I work so hard. And that's thanks to boxing. Like, you know, the amount of, like, I was, I was very competitive. I'm very competitive. And especially with boxing, I was even more competitive. Like, I always wanted to win. I always wanted to beat people. I, I, and I, every time, like, there was a new person in the gym, I want to spot that person. The first day, I want to spot that person. I mean, like, they haven't even walked in the gym. They could be really bad, but, like, that's my competitiveness. Like, that's my fight, my drive, my hunger, like, you know, my willingness to want to win. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a really, that's really interesting. And when you say about, like, a, you know, a hard work attitude and the stuff that you're prepared to put in, I think this is a really, you know, interesting and valid point for, anyone who's trying to be good at some kind of sport because yeah. there often is a tendency to think that there's I don't know secrets to success or particular methods <laughs> and things like that but in reality so much of this comes down to that ability to consistently put the effort yeah. turn up and do it yes 100%. every single week and not find periods where you kind of just go off yeah. the boil yeah. or you have a year where you just not into it yeah 100 percent. and it's just this 
it's like the baby steps thing. It's yeah. just trickling away, like that drip of water always coming through. You like you have to put the work in. Like like talent means nothing without hard work. Like you can be as talented as you want to be. Just throw it away. If you're not willing, if you're not willing, if you're not willing to put the work in, you may as well just chuck it in the bin and forget about it. Because like it means nothing. Like you like you don't see like uh, uh, Tyson Fury, like you know the best heavyweight boxer in the world, like he works is absolutely like he works so hard it's unbelievable like he is so talented imagine he didn't put any work in imagine he didn't go out running every single day imagine he got complacent because he earned so much money that he didn't care he he would be nothing like you know and like and like the other day like people have this attitude of oh, i don't have time i mean i kind of get it if you have kids and stuff like it's a little bit different but if you don't have kids you still love your parents like i do i like i still love my dad um you've got all the time in the world so i mean like you haven't got no worries like like there's no such thing as time like i will finish work at eight o'clock and i will go climbing and i will have a night session and i'll be there till one o'clock in the morning if i have to be so i mean and it's, it's like i think that's the difference between most people and me like i'm willing to like to go and deliver 180 parcels for amazon and then go straight climbing even though i'm knackered even though i'm tired even though probably sometimes i don't want to do it but you gotta put that time in. You gotta be willing to work hard, and 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 it shows, like you know, because look, I I climbed eight day in in nineteen months of climbing, like you know. And why are you prepared to put that time in? Because oh, I love it. Because I absolutely love it. I, I it it's changed my whole life. Like I was a very very depressed person. Like bef- like even boxing, like I like it never satisfied satisfied me enough to make me happy. Like I just always, always depressed and unhappy and you know, not happy with life. The day I stepped into a bone gym, I quit boxing. It, that's how much it changed my perspective on what truly makes me happy. Huh. I, did, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's it like I, I like I talk about it a lot in my Instagram posts. Um, like it genuinely changed my life. Like I I it's the happiest I've ever been. Um I, I never used to go outside unless it was just for work or for boxing. I'm outside all the time. I'm taking it fresh air. I'm going to new places all the time. Like in the last like eight months, I've I've been to like five different places, like you know, in the world, mm. which is incredible. For someone who never liked to leave the house, like it's it's truly changed me as a person, like climbing and the satisfaction you get for topping out a boulder, doing your first eighty, doing your first seventy is it's ridiculous how how good it is for you you've got quite a few influencers and friends in your welsh climbing scene who are very capable great climbers yes really experienced yes can you tell me a bit about them and the setup of what you get out of that because i talk about this a reasonable amount in like our instagram posters i always talk about this thing about find mentors and friends around you because you basically have this process where if you just hang out with very capable people you will be capable you just absorb it it's so freaky how this thing works you have to be willing to as well though Uh, that that is very true but you also have to be willing to want to be capable of that you can't just be like oh yeah just because i'm like you can't just hang around with someone who climbs like 18 like oh i'm just gonna it's just gonna rub off on me like like you said like we talked about earlier you gotta have that hard work you gotta be the willingness to listen you gotta be willing to put in the work like you know like like leo skinner is one of my best mates josh cullen which is the first um one of the first people like one of my first real mentors um he's climbed like eight eight plus and he's the the main reason why like I am who I am today as a climber, like, you know, why I am able to climb eight days, why I'm able to jump on seven seas, like, no problem. Because, like, he's the one who instilled, like, good values and, and, like, to work on, like, certain, like, footwork, work on, like, the right type of strengths. He's the one who told me to join Lattice. Like, he he gave me all the right pointers. And then recently, like, me and Leo have been, like, climbing a lot together um, just because of natural progression of, like, meeting people and, and, and stuff like that. And... Like every time we're at a crag, he's always like, because obviously he's climbed like 8B and he's capable of climbing harder than that when he puts the time into it. <laughs> and he knows that too. <laughs> but um, but seeing people, like when we was on, on our magic trip 
uh, trip, watching him just absolutely kill it, like jumping on APs and doing them like it's nothing, stuff like that. It, it's really inspiring to see it. And but you have to be willing to be inspired, and you have to like not have like this. Just because you're climbing with hard people doesn't mean that you have to have an ego with them. Like you know, just they they're just people at the end of the day, although they climb very hard, they, they're just human beings, like, you know, treat them as human beings, and then next, you know, you'll, you'll learn things, you'll watch the way they climb, or you should pay attention to the way they climb. Uh, maybe not Leo, because he canvasses everything, but <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Maybe you paid attention to that, and that yourself is an interesting point. <laughs> I'm, I, I had to put it in there, because it's just a bit of a joke between us. But, um, no, but yeah, you should, you should totally pay attention to, and try, and, like, don't be weird around like like people who climb strong, but like I think it's important to climb with people who are stronger than you. Um, I think we were talking about this earlier. How, yeah. how I think it's really important that that the people who you climb with can dictate how quickly you grow as a climber and how slowly you grow as a climber. Because if you hang around with people who maybe don't like care as much, maybe don't climb as hard, maybe don't want to climb as hard, like you just see that every day and you just like, you just don't want to do it. But if you climb with people who are as driven as you, who want to be better every single day, who push you to be better, you will just naturally, it's just a natural progression of being better. Like, you know, from mm. my opinion. And you, you come across to me as quite a analytical climber yes. that you, you like looking at all the parts yeah. that go into high end performance and yes. then trying to either mimic them or absorb them into your own climbing yeah. and everything that and have you done the same thing with those high level climbers around you as yeah. you went through those formative years months yes yeah. <laughs> you did that, yeah. thing, that process yeah so yeah I, I'm, I'm very analytical of myself um I record everything which I think is a, a really 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 important factor get used to having a setting a camera before you start climbing even if you just work in moves Cause like you can like compare that to like, I can compare mine to like Leo's video or I can compare it to someone else's video. Like what am I doing right? And what am I doing wrong? Um, maybe you don't want to do that, but it just depends how fast you want to like learn. Like, um, so you set up, set up like an iPhone or something like that. Yeah. On, in a shoe or oh, on, on, a a, on a tripod. Yeah. And then you just, what you, you record all of your attempts as you're starting to work a problem. Yeah. And you keep reviewing them as oh, you're yeah. doing your session. Well, when we went to Bacon two days ago, I'm start, I was um, working on this climb called Libby Right. Um, it's like a seventy slash plus thing. Um, I must have watched the video already of doing in, of doing the moves like 20, 30 times already, just trying to figure out ways I can make it be better. What what can I do better? What like when I go to actually send it, what what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Um, but yeah, like I record everything. Like my phone is actually full of videos so many videos of me climbing but it's important in, in my opinion mm. that's that's really interesting that that you because it's a it's a very high level uh habit yeah and i would say it's common enough in very very elite level climbers yes. and you've taken a tool that yeah. <laughs> they use and you've deployed it i would say somewhat to an extreme yeah. level back into what you do but it's cool to see that you've done it so early on and appreciated how valuable that thing is. It, um, and you've used it all the way further down the yeah. grading scale as well. Like people will often look at the habits of what you see someone who's climbed Font 8C and go, yeah, but you just do that when you climb Font 8C. And what they don't realize is that you can also and should, yeah. in many set cases, do the same thing at Font 7C. Yeah. And it's Font 6C. Yeah. They all work. Yeah. Like... I, I wouldn't have climbed my first 7B if it wasn't for recording. I wouldn't have climbed my first, maybe I would have, but like I wouldn't have climbed it as quickly if I would, it wasn't recording. I wouldn't have climbed most of, I literally wouldn't have climbed most of my climbs if it wasn't for recording and, and like realizing what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong and then putting them together to create, to pro actually do the problem. Like, you know, and, you know, maybe, maybe most people don't want to do that, but maybe they want to spend months on end on a climb i don't i just want to i'm 25 years of age like i'm running out of time like you know i go on the climb really late like you know for for a climber like i go on the climb really late so i i really want to just 
get to a crag. I want to learn how to do it. I want to, I want to make sure I record everything. If I'm doing something wrong, I want to analyze it and make sure that what I'm doing right. And then mostly what I'm doing wrong. And it's the things I'm doing wrong that I mostly pay attention to, because obviously that's the reason why you fall off. And it's the reason why I did Foxy Ladies, because I was, I literally spent three hours analyzing a video to make sure, like, because to, to, to like, to, to re, like, to tell myself, there's something you are doing wrong because you're falling off the same point every single time. It's either your head, it's either your feet or it's your hands or your body position. There is something you were doing wrong. And like some people don't want to, they're like, oh, no, I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm not doing nothing wrong. They just want to pretend like, no, no, I'm doing it right. I'm doing it right. But realistically, there's, there's a reason why you fall off. So you just record it, look at the video, and then you see it firsthand. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. And then mm. you just change it like that. And then next thing you know, you have the problem. <laughs> I think one thing that I have noticed in, I mean, me and you have been at the house for, I don't know, like an hour and a half or so, so far, is one thing I've really noticed about you, and I think this is really interesting, is that most of the stuff you say about climbing and doing something, achieving something, is all around, not the concept of, I wasn't strong enough, or I wasn't flexible yeah. enough, or I couldn't do it. It was all, I wasn't doing something quite right, or I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Then I suddenly did something right. You, you seem very, very actionable yeah. about things. Oh, I think this is a really yeah. curious, not curious, but very powerful thing to take away yeah. that it's easy when you're going and trying a really hard project to go, oh, my back isn't strong enough. Because yeah. that's a really long-term thing where, yeah. oh my God, I've got to go back, train for six months, and then might be already, rather than going more actionable and going, is there something, I'm doing something wrong here? Yeah. Because you could change that literally yeah. five minutes later. There are problems like, that I've jumped on, but I like I physically can't do like you know because maybe I'm just not quite as strong. Um, like the climb I did the other day, Titan Seven B. This time last year, I was only six months, seven months into climbing, couldn't do it. Like couldn't even, like I, I could barely do the first two moves. And obviously, like through like climbing a lot, doing the lattice, and then um, everything else on top, we went two years ago. Did it like that, no problem. Like as as much as like. I do believe that, like, I don't, like, I never have the mindset I can't do something. Just because I can't do it right now does not mean that I can't do it. It means that I just either need to put some time into into something, or I need to work a little bit harder, or I just need to come back in four or five months when I'm a little bit better. And then next thing you know, you, you find yourself up the problem. And like, I, I I absolutely hate the mentality of I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. Just because you can't do it right now doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just you, you just need you need to put the time in to work hard to 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 get yourself up the problem. And like if you spend a session on something, you realize that you're not getting anywhere. Like, or you spend two sessions, three sessions, and you're still stuck in the same problem. Like, because you you're just not strong enough. You're just not strong enough. Just 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 move on. Just like move on from the problem. Come back when you are strong enough. But most people are like, oh no, like, like I just can't do it because like I'm short. I'm short. <laughs> I'm five mm. four and a half. I mean, I got a good ape index, but like I'm still sh I'm short for a climber. Um, but I just I just don't deal with excuses. To be honest, <laughs> I just I just hate excuses. I I, just, I can imagine they weren't particularly accepted in boxing either. No, really, no. There's so, no there's no excuses because like it, if you make an excuse, you can get punched in the face. Yeah, it's quite simple. Like you're like oh, I can't do it. It's like well, you can get punched in the face. Simple as like you know. And th that other person doesn't care that you can't do it. He just wants to hurt you just as much as you want to hurt him. Like you know. Mm. But yeah. So let's go to the to the, the project and or yeah. I mean I, I feel like I can barely call it a project because <laughs> we did it so quickly but Foxy Lady yeah which is in Magic Woods yeah. it's Fontete yeah. B11 talk me through the day that you you did it and can you pull out some of the things that you feel like were beneficial to you managing to do that because i think yeah. we can probably argue because we know you did it yeah but physically yeah you were capable yeah of climbing that so. we know you did it but i'm really interested to see what you think in your perspective are the tactics or the strategies or the mindset yeah. or friends around you that yeah. helped contribute to this yeah so um like i said earlier like i woke up well the night before like 
bag of nerves because like I had it in my mind that like oh, I I could do this like you know as long as I I'm there I'm, I'm in the right headspace to, to do it and how many sessions did you have beforehand uh this the the, the session the next it was going to be my fourth my so that was the fourth session yeah right? so it was my fourth session um so like I was like I can do this and then I had the mindset of I can do it so like the night before I was getting like really nervous I was like trying to like control my emotions because like that's the like to me like climbing is is 85% mental game like in my from my perspective it's 85% mental game and then the rest then it's like 10% finger strength and then I, I think the rest then is, is all the other attributes like you know um from my in my opinion um so like I was like, I'm really nervous. And then the next day, like, I was so in the zone when I woke up. I barely talked to anyone. Like, I went with Leo to his problems. I was just, like, not talking. I was just, like, I was just in my mind. I was, like, I was looking over the videos of, like, what I was doing wrong, what I was doing right, um, just reminding myself of, of, of to, to make sure that when I get there that I don't keep doing the same mistakes. And that I actually did learn from what I was doing wrong the, the last couple of days. Um, so when we got there, um, eventually, um, it was like five, six o'clock. Um, I was just like so in the zone. I jumped, I like I put my pads down. I was feeling like I just had a rest day. I was feeling ridiculously strong. Like I was feeling like, although you're not meant to feel strong in this climb because it's not a strength-based climb. It's a, like it's obviously got to be strong as this eight day, but like it's more body position strong, uh, and obviously shoulder strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was there, I was just, I was, I was really relaxed. And then I did the, the move out to the crimp, like, which was the cracks for me. Um, so like I did it like three or four times and then I did the top, like not all the way to the top. I did, uh, like most of the top and then jumped down and then I started getting nervous. And I was like, I could do it. I was like, I, like I knew I, I could do it because I was feeling good. I was feeling strong. My head game was where it should have been, but then the nerves started kicking in. But but I think it's important because if you don't get nervous for things, you don't care as much. You, you, you and this was my problem with boxing towards the later end when I when I decided to stop. It's like I didn't care enough, and if you don't care enough, like like if you don't get that butterfly feeling for things, like like it, you haven't got that passion to want to do it so like you don't you might not even get the problem because you haven't got that fire in you to want to do it so I was going through all the moves no problem and I was like oh I'm going to do it started doing it from the start just head head was just all over the place just could not could, could not like I was doing the first three moves but I was like convincing myself that it was not working and I was like nah this, this isn't I'm not like I, I can't do it and then I just remember saying to the boys, like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. Um, it's just, I, I just, maybe the pressure of doing it in eight days so soon, it's just getting to me. Um, so I walked off. I had, like, a bit of, like, a 10-minute rest. <clears throat> Elliot uh, just come up from, um, he, he was someone else, um, Elliot Stevens. Yeah. Um, he come up, um, and then uh, Solomon uh, uh, was talking to me. And then they just talked to me and just, like, calmed me down. Like, they were just, like, Dom, you come on. You climb like you, you've done a lot of good climbs already. You, you know you can do it. Just pretend like it's another 7B. Because that's what like when you look at it from that perspective, like although it's not a 7B, it is an 8A. Um, but if you just look at it like it's just another climb and take away everything, all the meaning and everything else out of it, like the, the, the idea of oh, it's an 8A. Um, and just look at it as, as just a climb then you, you'll have no problem. And then I said, to, I, I looked at Elliot, I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, not in like a cocky way, but my body relaxed enough for me to be confident that I could do it. Like, because my body just wasn't relaxed. And on this problem, like, you really need to be relaxed on it because it's the, the, the moves are not strength-based whatsoever. They are literally like, you have to have like really strong shoulders, but it's all about relaxing in the positions. But I wasn't. I was like really tense. So I, I then I jumped on. I did it. I, I I did it first go just because of having people around me who have climbed like really hard. Like Elliot's like done first ascent ACs. He's done multiple 
80 pluses, a couple of 80s. And then I got Leo who helped me with the process and everything else, like, and Solly who, you know, was, did multiple 80 pluses that trip, like, you know? Mm. So like having them around me, talking me down and like, and the fact that, you know, they've climbed all these hard grades and they care so much about me doing an eight day, like, like they actually care, which is something I love about climbing. Yeah, it it is. Oh, it's just such a, it's such a good sport industry, yeah. you know, to be in. And it's really nice hearing how much you're, you're basically so like open and receptive to that mentoring, coaching yeah. aspect yeah. that goes on. And I, I think that's really, especially maybe because of the, the boxing background yeah. and having that very close coaching relationship you get in boxing yeah. or any other martial art or being in the ring as well. And that kind of those fast feedback loops yeah. is that you're very, very well practiced at this yeah. thing. So you just go into it, just yeah. fully committed. I trust you. I trust people right. who are like, especially people who are better than me, who I see as mentors, like Elliot, like Elliot Stevens, he's like South Wales best climber, like, you know, mm. Leo, who's soon to be one of South, like he is on his way, like, you know, to being South Wales, one of better, South Wales' best climbers. And then, uh, Solly then who's, who's one of the Southwest best climbers like you know mm. having those three people talking you it, like talking to you and like you just gotta trust them like they've, they've done so many hard climbs um, they've done they've, they've been there they've done it like you know so like for me not to trust them would be very like what's the word I'm looking for like it'd be very muggy of me not to trust these people who have put so much time into climbing. They've climbed so hard. They've, they've, they put so much effort into it. They know exactly what they're talking about. For me not to listen to what they're telling me would be absolutely foolish. Mm. <laughs> in, in my opinion, like, you know, I mean, I think it's done you very, very yeah. well so far for yeah. sure. And, <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me yeah, <laughs> at, at all. Um, I am constantly, um, impressed with what people can get from that yeah. that process and, and I would always give a lot of credit to the, like the climbing that I achieved in my early years especially is down to the partnership that I had with yeah. Pete that he really came to uh, our partnership was born out of someone who was much more talented and capable than me yeah. really and I picked up very quickly yeah. in some of those earlier years the things that he was doing and yeah. it pushed me forward really fast yeah it's so much easier to learn from people who are better than you because mm. like you just trust them and like you obviously gotta be willing to and wanting to trust them like you can't just be like oh i trust you like you know you have to but that's where it plays a big part to me with boxing like you know because i had to trust someone if i didn't trust someone i'm gonna get hurt do you know what i mean if i didn't trust when my course tells me to throw a uh, uh, left right hook like you know then then I will just get knocked on my ass, like, you know, and, and that's just the reality of it. So, like, when it comes to climbing, as soon as someone tells me to do something, I'll try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it works, like, well, I like, I want to spend 10 months on a project. No, I want to get up the project. Like, as much as I love, like, the project and phase and everything else, like, like, to me, it's fun getting up the climb, like, you know, and I don't want to be here for 10 months, like, trying to get the climb. So every bit of help, to me, is important. Mm. And what's what's next? In, in your climbing because I mean what were you doing? like <laughs> le we're still less than two years because you only yeah. did that thing recently yeah and I got like got a three months I think now three months yeah you got three months so are you going back to just building the base wider are you trying to pick up more experience are you still kind of like on a on a rampage of like I just want to keep going faster harder where are you at so I have some really big goals now um after that like uh, like I, I want to be realistic with it as well like you know um, I don't want to be delusional about about my goals but to me I think they're very realistic because I've had a little play on a few problems um, I'm going to spend a month now in the caves getting really strong because um, the caves are just open up now Bacon and and, and uh, Bacon Hall which is in the Gower uh, yeah. South Wales and then Biblin's Cave which is with, with Monmouth, uh, Monmouth Way yeah. um, and, but, and Bacon's hard Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Is, like just for anyone listening, <laughs> Bacon has got a reputation. If you want to yeah. go and um, level up. If you want to do 70 degree hard as hell climbing, I would very, very, very much suggest going to Bacon. But you will be like the, the lowest grade there is 7B. And it's, and it's a hard 7B. And it was originally graded 7A, which is... <laughs> 
ridiculous yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean it is absolutely ridiculous but yeah so I'm going to spend a month in the caves to get like like to get cave strong um to get even more stronger and I'm going to push for eight day plus in, in less than two years because okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few that I've had to play on um yeah and I'd be very interested to see if I could actually do it but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do it I've had a few. I've had a play on a few, and I've done. I've done moves on a like this one in Nita Abbey, which is um, which is in South Wales again. Um, it's called uh, Woodshed Sit. Um, it's eight day plus. I did the first move. Um, I haven't done the second move, but I've done the top as well, and then it's basically just the first two moves, and then it's into the stand. In the stand, it's like seventy plus. Um, but I've had a few plays on the first move, which for some people is like the hardest move, but I've done it. And then the second event is like a little bit harder, but I feel like I could do that. Um, there's another there's another climb which I did a stand to called uh, Evil Sideways, um, oh, yeah, no, yeah. which is a Dennis Rock, the main crack. Um, that's another climb that like suits my style and, and it's a little bit tech, a little bit strength based. Like, um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and push for that now. I think that's that's the big goal. And how do you feel about because you're taking on even you know like you're pushing it further and you're putting another big goal out there I'm interested to hear what are your thoughts right now over the concept of what if you don't do it and I don't care okay I, that, that, as as blunt as it can be I don't care like what like why why are people so afraid to push boundaries like what like what are you afraid of are you afraid that you're gonna like fail? Like, like life is is set up to be fail. Like you are set up to fail from the start. So I mean, to be where you are right now is is by sheer luck. Like you know, we could have been born in a in, in a different country where things would be a lot harder. Like you know, mm. you have to like put into perspective that 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 failure is part of life. I love failing. Like we, I just went to North Wales on last Sunday, Monday, um, and like. Just my 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 men like my my headspace was not there like just I was mentally struggling and, and just stuff like that so I wasn't there couldn't do anything I I basically looked at a lot of problems very angrily do you know what I mean but when I walked away from that like I think when I'm a failure like like I'm like oh I was like quite happy I'm like I'm glad that I got shut down it brought me back to reality a little bit like you know because you know I was trying hard problems like you know I was trying like seven seed to like um 70 plus problems and, and another AD which is more like probably like eight, uh, 70 plus but I was like trying really hard problems but I just wasn't there mentally so I just couldn't do anything like it, like I said earlier it doesn't matter how strong you are if you're not there mentally like you just ain't gonna you just ain't gonna do what you're what you want to do um but yeah so like yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm just gonna like ask another question in relation to that because Again, I think this is interesting. When you say, how do you, how can you explain what sounds really contradictory that you don't care to fail or to, to do this thing, but at the same time, you really care? Because I know you do, because you're really yeah. passionate about it. So can you describe, and I would say, I'll put along that, I have a very similar thought process. Yeah with my own projects so I get it and I understand yeah. what you're saying but I think it's a hard thing for people who aren't yeah. quite there to get yeah. so can you tell me what you mean by that so for me like I look at failure as like success breathes failure that's the best thing I'll ever say success breathes failure do you know what I mean you will only succeed through failure and like, and it's a learning process. Like, you know, like if you don't feel like, imagine you just did everything. Like, what fun is that? Like, it's not fun at all, is it? Like, like if you just went and smashed everything, like what's the fun in that? Like you, you need to go places and get shut down. And then like I said on like my Instagram post yesterday, I was like, the fact that like a year ago I was struggling on this climb, which is like a seven B, but like, like I said, it's baker. It's just like a hard seven B. Um, I got shut down on that and I could have been like, oh, well, I could have been all hard on myself, but oh, like I failed this, that, you know, but like I went there like now, like two days ago and I did it so easy and it felt so easy. So like you just got to change your idea of failure to like make it not be like so optimistic that, you know, 
failing is okay but, but you just have to accept that it's a part of reality like you know like not even just in climbing in general just life like the, the moment you step out of the door you've just got to accept like failure is going to happen like you know maybe you're not going to do what you want to do in that day maybe you didn't make your bed like even not making your bed is a part of failure like you know but you just got to accept it like and, and just enjoy the process like I enjoy the process of failure because it's it's learned I learn so much from failure and I don't learn any from from just doing things really quickly and success uh, my my learning is from from trial and error and, and failing mm. yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I dumbs it down a little bit better I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's well said and uh, and yeah I, I thank you for that and I I mean it I always, I always love these podcasts where I get to interview people that are just so passionate about stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm on a rest day today and I'm feeling really freaking excited. <laughs> and, and it's, it's this like a sort of like the DNA of often doing well in something is that yeah. people are just so, so into the thing. And when you hang out and talk to other people that are so into yeah. it, you you know yeah. that other person is just like this yeah. and it feels really cool. Yeah. My um, mate Josh says all the time, he's like, he's like, you're just so psyched all yeah. the time. You're like, you're always psyched no matter what. Like your dad says it all the time too, doesn't he? He's like, he's like, he's, he's just like, like you're good for Leo because you're always psyched. He loves climbing with you because you just, you, you're just so into it. Like you're just so powerful. And it, like it leads on to like my hard work again. Like, mm-hmm. like, I know because I've put in the time myself and I can, like, I can see the progress. Like I said, that climb a year ago, I could barely touch it. Imagine you could barely touch something and then you go there a year later and you absolutely smash it. Like, that, uh, that's amazing progress. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, you just got to, like, like I said, failure is, is breathes success. And you just got to enjoy it. You mm-hmm. just got to enjoy the process. Enjoy failing. And, like, what are you afraid of? You could die tomorrow. <laughs> What are you so scared of? So, I mean, it's not going to matter when you die tomorrow, is it? Just because you fail. Like, your, your feelings mean nothing then. Like, you know, you just got to just enjoy the process, take every day as it come, and just life short, man. Just enjoy it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I, I think um, you, you uh, touched on a few posts you've written on Instagram. And yeah. um, uh, I like to point people in the direction of some yeah. of those as well uh because i've i've read some of your posts and, yeah. and they're really cool they're really really good uh and where can people find you um on instagram what's your your handle i think it's, um, it's two seconds <laughs> you're just thinking let me, just, let me make yeah, sure i get it right can i remember what it is i mean we'll put it in the show notes and stuff as well so that people can put um it is d-o-m uh, so dom yeah r-o-w-e row and then one five fifteen so dom row 15 is, dom row 15 is my instagram and then you'll see the picture of me on foxy lady on as my that's my profile picture yeah <laughs> well yeah once again congratulations on that and uh, really cool to chat to you today and i think we're going to bring leo in yeah in, in a second <laughs> and we're gonna kind of focus this on talking about dom and yeah. his climbing and some of your perspective on it as being a climbing partner with him. Yeah. But I also want to give people listening a bit perspective on who you are as a climber yeah. and how long you've been climbing for, the kind of grades that you climbed, where you've come from. So can you give me a little bit of just a background and timeline of what age did you start? How did you get into it originally? And what have you been doing in the last couple of years? And I know you are quite modest and you don't like to give out loads of grades and things like that, but everyone wants to know the big numbers and the grades. So make sure you give those. <laughs> All right. So uh, I started climbing when I was, I think, eight, uh, eight, eight, nine, maybe seven. I can't remember. Uh, and I'm 18 now, so I've been climbing for 10 years. Um, I started off like just climbing up my local wall, Langos, which was like half an hour from my house. Because uh, my dad had been climbing, he thought it'd be a good activity for me to get into. Um, I remember I just really enjoyed it. I joined the climbing club like after like a month. Um, and there was this guy that worked at the at the centre called Morgan, um, Morgan Priest. And yeah. he was uh, like one of the sort of like coaches there. And he was young and he was like really, really strong. And I kind of looked up to him. And he was like, he was telling me and my dad to uh, start doing the comps. And I remember I did my first comp, I think. I, like I hadn't been climbing for a year. I think it was just under a year, and I, it was the Welsh Climbing Championships. 
I can't remember when it was, I think it was about 2012 or something. Um, I remember I hadn't done a comp before. I didn't, didn't even know if I'd been coming on ropes really that much. I think I was just like traversing and stuff. And I ended up coming second in that, just like completely out of the blue, just didn't really know what I was getting into. And then after that, I just really wanted to do the comps. So I did the comps like, so I started doing like the YCS um, and, just, and just the Welsh Climbing Championships every year. And then when I was like 10, I remember Morgan taking me outside. Um, and I just, I just loved it, like even more than comps. It was just like, it was amazing. Like, even though at the time there wasn't like much to do in South Wales in terms of outdoor, especially bouldering. Um, I just really enjoyed it. And I just kept wanting to go outside. I remember like the first proper place to me to was Dinner's Rock. Um, it's just like, just limestone, just really cool bouldering. Um, Kind of like a lot of people know about Dennis Rock. Quite, I quite met you the first time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> were climbing, weren't you? Yeah, and I think uh, you must have been pretty young, like twelve years old or something. Yeah, I th- oh, I was thirteen then, and I was um, and I was trying something at the top end. Yeah, which I, I, I think I did the session afterwards, actually. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, because it was you. You was it was Ollie there as well? Yeah, I think so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, so that's that's basically like my home crack. It's like like half an hour from my house, but it's like the closest thing that's available to me really. Everything else is like an hour away or more. Um, so like throughout the years, I've kind of just gone there quite a lot. Probably been there like over like 200 times. <laughs> uh, not sick of it yet. Still some hard stuff to do, but yeah, taking away it solely. Um, but yeah, when I was 10, I think I did my first 7A, my first 7A plus. Um, and then when I was 11, I did my first, two seven C's and I did a 70 plus and they were pretty much all at Dinas. Um, and then when I was 12, I kind of just started ticking through, like just doing as many seven C's and 70 plus as I could. Cause I wasn't quite strong enough to do AA at the time. Um, and then when I was 13, I did my first eight A's, which was the one that uh, you were talking about then mm-hmm. uh, that you saw me trying, um, which were also at Dinas actually. Uh, <laughs> 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 so like everything I've done at Dinas basically, but, uh, yeah, I did that. And then when I was 13, I entered for my first British comp. I uh, did the British Bouldering Championships when I was 13. And that was the first British comp I did. And I won it. Like, just, I think I topped every problem. Uh, didn't really expect to do well, but I just managed to just do every problem. And I was just kind of surprised, really. Like, I didn't expect to do well because I was like, yeah, just didn't know what I was getting to. Like, um, and then from there, I think I got in the British team the end of that year. And then I started competing internationally. Um, and I did my first 8A plus the year after when I was 14. And then when I was 15, I was competing properly in Europe. And I think I came top, I came sixth in one of the European comps and I did my first 8B. And then since then, it's been like, you know, like COVID and all that. And I haven't really managed to get outside much. So I've kind of stuck at 8B. But uh Recently, I went on a magic wood trip, so we had Dom did his first AA. Uh, been training really hard for it, and I've been planning to go to magic wood for years, um, since I was about 12, really. And, you know, I finally had the opportunity to go, and we went for two weeks, like, with a good crew, and it was really, really good. And I went from doing one 8B when I was 15, and that was the only one I'd done. And then on that trip, I did two, and I almost did two other ones as well, like, fell off the last bit. Oh. Probably planted off on the easy bit. But, <laughs> but this was multiple days on. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like I think every 8B I tried didn't have more than two sessions on. It was just like, like, and that was after doing other problems as well. Like I was just running around like a, like a kid in a, in a sweet shop. Yeah. You know, just really excited, wanting to get on every single boulder that I saw. Like it was all just, because it's, it's all just world class. And, you know, like I'd never been on like a proper trip before. So it was like, I was trying to keep myself calm and composed and just get on like, like, you know, plan plan my days out but I ended up just getting on like five or six boulders a day that were all really hard <laughs> and just having like half an hour sessions and then move on and compete be completely dead by the end of the day but that was kind of how the trip went and it was really successful like everyone on the trip actually sent like hard so it was like yeah good experience yeah and, and your co- your coach at Lattice is Ollie Tor isn't it yeah yeah Ollie yeah yeah and for anyone listening who doesn't know Leo especially won't have known Leo from way back in his younger years. This is a guy here who I think it should be for every guy out there who is a really like grows up kind of small, small for the age, 
little stick thin, <laughs> stick thin kid. And I'm saying like really stick thin kid. You go, well, they'll never be like a proper athlete when they become an adult. Yeah. I can assure you everyone that like Leo is a proper athlete now. <laughs> you, you see him in the gym, one armor's really freaking strong. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible to to uh, what's, the word, what's the word make that transformation yeah yeah <laughs> with hard work and, and everything like that um okay so let's talk about so yeah you, you've you've been in climbing a long time a lot of experience competitions outdoor rock projecting yeah everything and and unlike dom you haven't been in it for just you know 18 months or so <laughs> yeah um so and also you're familiar with our training methods and, and working yeah. with us from a coaching I've been perspective. For like three years now. So yeah, I'm pretty like familiar with it. Maybe even four years actually. Yeah, four years actually. Was it four years? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. Oh, so you're yeah, you're you're well deep in the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well and truly used to it. <clears throat> what do you think are the things that having climbed with Dom that stand out to you that would be items that others could kind of watch what dom does and go you should just do this stuff and you would really progress a bit faster or manage to tick things or get up stuff more efficiently or have more you know enjoyment from their climbing what are the good habits that you see dom do uh well first of all he's like really psyched i remember when i first met him uh you kind of like you can always tell when someone's like really really psyched really positive like always wants to get out it's like i remember that I can't remember when I first met you actually I think it was it was at dinner I met you at dinner <laughs> but I don't think we climbed together because I'd already finished my session and I met you yeah you, we didn't even talk to each other we were just like I talked to your dad and you just like just, I, at this point you didn't follow me on Instagram you were just, <laughs> just like I called him he didn't follow me and he just, just didn't speak and then yeah but I think we met I think we might have met at Rock Block yeah 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 we met at Rock Block and then we had a session and then just from there we just like kept messaging each other wanting to get out uh but so yeah really psyched yeah so he's yeah. really really psyched so he just he's always willing to get out like you know like he mentioned earlier like as soon as he finishes work he'll just be out straight away even if it's like you know 10 o'clock at night and he'll stay until like three in the morning if he has to or he'll just drive like four hours to north wales even though he's realistically got not much time <laughs> but he'll make time do you okay. know what I mean? he's yeah. like he'll plan around it and he'll manage to make some time to do something because he's so psyched uh, so that's one of the good traits that he has. And he also really, like, like with the video, and he said, like, I've never seen anyone so analytical. And, like, I've never redone it before, like, that much. I've always just put a camera on for, like, when I think I'm about to send. Like, I've never really videoed my attempts, but he got me into it because I saw how well it worked for him. And it actually does make, like, a huge difference. Mm. See, that's interesting, isn't it? You, <laughs> yeah, so I you from saw, him. yeah, someone who has got lo- a lot less experience climbing at a lower grade doing something, which you went, huh, that looks productive. Put it back into your own higher and more experienced arena as such. Yeah. And gone, oh, that works. Yeah, because it, it really, really does work. Because, like, like, did anyone tell you to do it? Or were you just, like... Um, no, with boxing. Um, with boxing, uh, I always recorded stuff in boxing, too. Um, like, on my phone, there's, like, so many boxing fights. There's so many like of me like hitting the pads everything just because like I've always been analytic with my with my uh, with my background in sports like because like you can't feel your flaws you can see them like everyone else can see them and like when someone's trying to tell you it's so much harder to take in what they're telling you but if you like look at a video of yourself doing it you're like ah yeah like yeah it's right like what they're saying is true like but where's if someone's just trying to tell you and you don't have the video in front of you it can be so hard to like to get it inside your mind what you're actually doing wrong yeah okay yeah because like i remember on the magic wood trip because like how we say with fox Ray, i remember like he was talking about fox Ray, like wouldn't shut up about it and i was like uh because we, we ended up going down to see it but we didn't actually climb on it and he was like should i get on it like maybe i want to do some of the 70s i was like dom get on it i think he might be able to do it and then he was like, yeah, all right. So then he got on it. And then I remember his, like, he videoed, like, the whole session. We set up, like, a little tripod and videoed, like, I think it was, like, a two-hour video or something. Yeah, two and a half hours somewhere. Yeah, and there was just, like, screenshots of his feet, like, where he positioned his feet, where he positioned his hands. I think there was about, like, 30 screenshots. I on my phone. From the same video clip <laughs> of just, like, 
what he was doing wrong, what he was doing right. It was just like like the whole page of the phone was just completely filled. You know what this reminds <laughs> me of? Uh, Dave Graham. Yeah, yeah. This, this kind of level of uh, analysis. So, yeah, okay, that's that's really interesting. What 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 else? What other things stand out for? Um, trying to think. Anything from a kind of projecting strategy in terms of oh. sort of top down links. Uh, I think he's really good at like refining beta. So like if he's like, like with me, like I'm guilty of doing it sometimes where I like, if I do the top of a boulder once, then I'll just be like, oh, I'll try from the start. Whereas like, and then I don't end up doing it then because I just keep dropping the same move. Whereas Don will just like, he'll, if he does this, like the top bit, he'll do it a few times at least, or even more than that, just so he like, he knows what he's doing and he just does it like completely perfect. Which again probably comes in with the videos. He wants to like not make any mistakes and get the body positioning right and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, <laughs> just that really. And what about when you go climbing together? Is there anything about his, I suppose, attitude towards failure on a problem or a move? Or, or anything like that that uh, stands out at all? Like, if he's struggling on a move, he'll normally just focus on that move. Um, and, like, I've noticed, like, like when he's in a head, like, really good headspace, which is, like, 99% of the time, uh, like, he won't get, like, really annoyed at falling off. Like, I see some people, like, they might fall off and they'll get really annoyed, like, kick the short bag, yell, you know, you can hear him from the other side of the crag. Uh, whereas Don will just be like, right, what did I do wrong? I need to fix that like doesn't doesn't lose his cool he like remains focused um i think that is important because obviously i think if you let emotion sort of take over it a bit too much it's just it's really hard to focus on what you're doing and you end up just like just not executing properly you said so to me the day, like there's this climb a 70 plus called the uh, the riot uh no another riot um uh, Mr. Magic, sorry. Mr. Magic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a traverse on Guinness, of course. <laughs> um, but like, I made a mistake through it. Like, I, my feet slipped off, but I didn't like drop it. But like, most people would have just like lose focus straight away. But he was like, the thing is with you, Dom, you just, you, it, it's like it didn't even phase you. You just carried on going. You just like, like, just didn't, like, normally you see people just like, they'll do it and they're like, they'll just like, like ah, just they they, are, they they fall off and a couple of moves down because they just outdo it. But he's like, you just like kept going, you just in the zone, you just kept like you just didn't worry about that being a failure. You just yeah, yeah, really good at staying in the zone. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And last question is, what do you think as his friend and someone who's done lots of training over the years? Yeah, what do you think? is holding him back Ooh. from his next steps. <laughs> like, if you were his coach... Meaty question. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm really going to put the pressure on him. Be now. honest. I, I, love, I love it, though, so I want to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you love honesty as well. Yeah, I love it. It's like the only way to move I forward. mean, that itself is also yeah. interesting. People really like blunt honesty because they realise that it's just feedback. Yeah. And yeah. feedback is valuable. Like, I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Like, I, I think I say it to, like, I say it to Josh, I say it to him, I say what like what am I doing wrong? Tell me, tell me what I need to work on because I want to work on it. I want to be as best. I want to be the best climber I can be. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You do a lot of good things. I'm trying to think of something that you don't <laughs> actually do quite so well. As I was say, he obviously does quite a lot of good things because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be in this position. I, I don't do that many interviews of people getting this far that quickly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. I don't know, it's really hard to think of something that you don't do quite well. Uh, well, why don't you think that he climbs? Why isn't he? Why when we when you go to Raventor, yeah, in quarter of an hour, <laughs> why isn't he going to do fat lip in a session? Um, is it actually just, now just time to build strength and give his body time? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's pro pro probably just just base strength. Because, like, from what I've seen, his technique's actually really good, especially for someone who's not been climbing that long. Um, so I think, obviously, it's going to... Because you're not just going to get strong, like, like really quick because it's something that happens over time, isn't it? So 
I think maybe whenever there's a plateau, maybe if you didn't panic about being in a plateau, because I've been in a plateau before and it does get pretty frustrating, but you end up just got to like just push through and just not give up. Yeah, a lot of people have talked to me about the plateau. So far, I haven't had it yet, like, you know. So, like, I'm really interested to... Like, I look forward to it. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it, it probably sounds so crazy to people that I look forward to a plateau. Because to me, that's the time when I need to start working even harder. But to other people, like, oh, my plateau, they just want to, like, they just, they, they, they stay where they're at then because they don't want to put the work in. Mm. I'm the opposite. I want, I want to work as hard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's so hard to, like, think of something that you're bad at. Because even with that, it's like, normally, like, most people, if they apply, and they'd be a bit unsightly about it, and they'd be like, ah, oh. but you've actually looked forward to, like, adversity. Mm. I love it. And overcoming it. So mm. I've, I've dealt with it all my life. With every, like, not even climbing, not even boxing, there's life in general. I've always dealt with adversity. So it's, it's important to, like, always just find a way around it. Just, just push on. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this probably actually means that we're going to have to do a follow-up interview in a year's time and, uh, and see how you get on. yeah and, and see how maybe that maybe that's a new series yeah it's the, it's the dom one year check-in <laughs> and we we see how i you, got big things i got massive plans. i'm not gonna say everything but i got i got some real big plans for next year um i got some real big goals i got a big goal for this year that i'm just focused on right now but next year i've got even like i think i've told you i've told a few people but i've got some massive goals I'll keep to myself, I know. <laughs> well, right now, you've got to go and enjoy the delights of Raventor. And, oh, yeah. Uh, some polished limestone. <laughs> so I will not hold you back any longer with this uh, podcast and uh, been freaking great talking to both of you. It's always, you know, such a pleasure talking to proper, passionate, really into it climbers. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.